0: wine already
1: uh almost it's it's preps, preps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i opted for uh, some almond milk and some uh what is this lion's mane have you ever had this stuff lion's mane
1: no what's it's, lion's mane
0: there's this there's this company called four sigmatic they make these drinks made out of mushrooms that are supposed to be good for you so lion's Ooh. mane mushroom it's supposed to be good for your brain so I figured oh maybe, awesome maybe a little brain juice before the conversation
1: yeah I always want brain juice. That sounds awesome. I should see if I can get that over here.
0: Yeah, if they can make brain juice, I think uh, pretty much my whole country needs it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I think mine does as well. If we look at the uh, current state of affairs. There we go.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we were we were texting about that. Brexit, Brexit, it's all over the place. Nobody over here even knows what the hell it is.
1: No. It's uh it's a shit show. Uh best to keep your head down, keep out of it, to be honest. It's an absolute shit show.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like literally over here we get oh Brexit this, Brexit that, but it's kind of like it's happening, it's not happening, it's happening, it's not happening, but we don't even know what the hell it is and that's all we hear. <laughs> like what's it, going on <laughs> What's going on over here? Well, j-? Apparently just that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I mean to be quite frank, we don't even know what's going on. And no one can agree on anything. And uh, it's just a total shit show. But it's going to be going down in a couple of days. Uh, April the 12th, I believe. Yep, yep. So basically nothing's been agreed, but uh, which is really going to leave things in quite a bad position. But it's just going to happen, even though no one's very happy about it. So it's going to be chaos.
0: The power of the vote, I guess. Right? Well, you guys voted on it like twice or something. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so there was there was a vote back in kind of in 2016, and then there's been various other things that you know kind of votes about it, but uh, you know to do with MPs and stuff like that. But it's uh, it, it was kind of it was quite small. It was like kind of 48 to 52. I think was the the first oh, one. of 48 percent, 52 percent, which is which is you know a fairly small. But then you know, as with anything political. Everyone says, you know, oh, well, this, you know, our party says it's going to be this and our party says it's going to be that. And then they get into it and they change their mind and things don't go according to plan uh, or what they said that they were going to do. Um, But I mean, right now we can't even get our MPs to agree. And then we've got to agree with Europe. And so basically now it looks like we're going to be leaving without an agreement, which would mean that the UK will have like all of a sudden half of our laws just won't exist overnight.
0: Holy shit.
1: And we don't have any trade agreements about like how we're going to get food <laughs> imported.
0: Oh, uh, that's not good for an we island. Can't
1: grow all the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> particularly one with the climate that we have, where you know, like eighty or ninety percent of our lettuce comes from Europe. Uh, it's not going very well, and it looks like it's going to um, yeah be causing havoc for a while.
0: And since, like most of the people listening to this, are probably Americans that don't know anything about England or Britain, if um, what's an MP?
1: That, that's a member of Parliament. I think the the cl- I think it's a bit like a governor, I guess,
0: or like Congress, maybe. Is,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a congressman or a governor is is kind of probably your closest
0: legislators,
1: basically. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you have them, you know, you have them for your area, basically. So it be good. So, shall we? Shall we start off by chatting about how we know each other? How you know? And by the way, I'm Cat, and I live in London. Um, and it is currently kind of just after eight o'clock at night. So, therefore, I'm going to have a glass of wine, and you are having my a coffee. No, the almond. <laughs> I would assume
0: the almond milk. Oh, you're having uh, your almond. Yes, that's right.
1: The, with the mushroom. Yeah, pretending amazing. to be
0: healthy thing. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we 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 met. You were an American when you when we met. Yes. <laughs> I
1: Which still just am. Confused still everyone. Am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's going to be very interesting to hear my accent throughout this because I've now been in the UK for it's about 14 years now, and um, I know I know that long, right? And um, and my accent, I go, I do quote, go quite. English, because I've been over here for so long. But then, as soon as I speak to an American, I do go more American. So, through the course of this podcast, it should be very interesting, particularly you, because you're such an old, you know, like a long-term friend. <laughs> I'm gonna. It just brings me back to being in the states and us hanging out at the coffee shop and all that kind of thing. So, back I'm gonna when you go were just more. a baby. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> um was yeah, 14 be, years my god i know i feel patient. no but i do as well when i realize realized how long i've been over here i was just like crikey um oh and I, yeah and apparently now i use words like crikey as well um, <laughs> you've
0: <laughs> got me with liquid in my which mouth is,
1: <laughs> which is fun in games um, i'm sure that i'll bust out a few uh in, in the course of our chat so that'll be fun <laughs>
0: That had to be a trip though, like uh, adjusting to, I mean, granted, if you're going to take two cultures, um, American and English culture, pretty close comparatively to the rest of the world, but still a lot yeah. of culture shock, I'm sure, right?
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, and luckily, you know, language the same, which is great. And because both my parents are English, like I'd spend, um, you know, kind of a fair amount of time hanging out in the UK and speaking to English people. But yeah, the culture is... is Quite different in a lot of ways, um, you know, and weird little things, you know, down to the way that you speak about success. You know, the dating world when I first got here, did not understand it at all, and that was, <laughs> and dating is one of those things that you don't, you know, the you know the unspoken rules of dating. No one talks about them. You just kind of know them, you mm. know, because culturally you've grown up with them, stuff like that. So you know, I had some guy texting me and he was putting X's on the end of the text message. And I was just like, well, first of all, texting wasn't really a thing back in the States when I left. (laughs) And then I'm suddenly, I'm texting and I'm like, okay, this is how we communicate. Cool. All right. And then he's putting X's on the end. I was like, what does this mean? And it's like, (laughs) oh, those were kisses. Oh, he likes me. Okay, cool. Okay. Awesome. And then they don't really date over here. Like you would kind of go on, like you go for a drink with someone, but it gets a exclusive pretty quick Mm. and you wouldn't it would be like if you were you know if you went out for a drink with like three or four different people you know in the course of like two weeks or something like that that would be seen as being kind of quite scandalous Whereas I don't know, I mean again, I left when I was like in my early twenties, so in your early twenties, you kind of do what you want <laughs> right but, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably a little different now that we're a smidge and older child, but um, <laughs> just a smidge, um but yeah, it just the, the way that it, it all kind of works, and you know all the unspoken kind of cultural rules are just very different, um so yeah, it took a little adjusting too
0: I remember hearing a story not too long ago they were talking about uh, i think it was. World War II, when a lot of the American soldiers were over in England and um, the situation, I don't don't know if this is still true, but apparently like, you know, in America, typically it's changing now, of course, um, Mm -hmm. but typically at that time, men were the instigators of relationships and so forth. And Mm -hmm. apparently Mm -hmm. during that time in the war, I guess it was different in England. Men were more passive and the women were more... Um, the ones who instigated things.
1: Yeah. Is it still kind of like think, that? Um, I, I think. I think when we're talking kind of about, you know, kind of the kind of World War One and World War II era, the women had to be more aggressive because there were so <laughs> few men around because so. Oh, hi, puppy.
0: <laughs> he had to make an appearance of some sort. The mailman's here apparently. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wanted to say hello to me. Hi, puppy. <laughs> he was sitting
0: on my lap when we started, so.
1: Oh. <laughs> Um, I see pictures. It was very cute. Um <laughs> so in yeah, in World War One and World War II, from what I understand over here, there was so like all the men were kind of were out in war and our population is is so small in comparison to the United States, um, that you know, so many of the men were gone. So there just was so few men that I think the women were kind of had to get a bit aggressive <laughs> mm-hmm. um if if they wanted to uh, secure something, right? um I would say. I would say now. Mm, I mean, it, it would be fully. I think, yeah. If it, over here, like, if if a girl walked up to a guy or a guy walked up to a girl and said, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, it would it wouldn't be seen as weird either way. It would, but generally, I think guys generally tend to instigate more.
0: That's probably a lot of um, not just the change in times too probably a lot of modernization you know like oh yeah because, because of everybody kind of being more you know our culture is more uh spread across the world or more global than mm than it was back then, you know, things were more localized and individualized cultures. Now because we have exposure to movies and all of these things, mm-hmm. those ideals seem to change. You know, it's it's the South is closer to California than it was 40 years ago. And oh yeah. It, because we we're, we're exposed to those ideas. So those ideas kind of spread. So that probably has something to do mm-hmm. with it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely and I also think I think it's quite interesting. I think um the impact of like online dating on culture. Mm-hmm. has had
0: think
1: about that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've got a friend of mine who's a psychosexual analyst. Whoa. Um yeah, oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> um <laughs> sitting down having coffee with her is just phenomenal. Oh, um I bet. she obviously she well she she obviously can't talk about her clients, but she can like she will um analyze relationships of like you know the characters on TV or something she's trying to break something down <laughs> for me um which is amazing so can i just say Ross and Rachel always were doomed <laughs>
0: that's the first place my um, head went to i was like i yeah. bet you didn't talk about friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah according to her they were always going to be fucked so um <laughs> <there you> go <laughs> i agree with that yeah um there's a lot of a lot of problems going on there but um she she is very kind of aware um of the the impact that online dating has had on the dating world. And I have to say, like I've I've had conversations recently where I was speaking to people and they said it's actually creepy if you were to go up to someone in real life and say, Hey, how are you doing? rather than finding them on an app, which to me is just really sad.
0: That's depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's really depressing, isn't it? Um, it's like
0: the exact reversal of how it was for us like for a long time contacting someone online without knowing them in person.
1: what was the creepy thing yeah Yeah.
0: it's like oh you found me that's gross
1: yeah it and i mean i try to explain to i've got a i've got an amazing um elderly lady who lives downstairs from me who she is She's phenomenal. She's got to be like 100 years old. Like, she's not actually 100, but she's she's getting there. Um, she's had cancer five times and beat it. She's an Olympic athlete. She thought someone was breaking into the house when she'd had an operation the day before and went up a flight of stairs to try and attack the intruder. Like, I found her at the top of the stairs and I was like, What are you doing? And she was just like, I thought I heard an intruder. I'm like, Ola, you're nine million years old. You just had an operation. Put down the extension cord. What were you going to do with it? And go back to bed. Who's
0: making a handmade garot?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like. So the woman is blatantly a total badass, right? She's amazing. Um, and I and she bless her cotton socks. She does look out for me a lot. And I explained to her that I was going on a date, and she was like, "Where did you meet him?" I said, "Well, I was going on an online date," and she absolutely panicked. And I was just like, "Oh no, no, it's like an online dating agency," you know? Because I just she didn't understand that nowadays. If you go and meet someone online, they're not a serial killer. Um, right, they might just be a nice, normal human being.
0: <laughs> or you know, technically, maybe at least over here, still serial killers.
1: Well, well, they, they could still. Well, hey, we've got some over here as well. But um, I mean, they could still be a serial killer. But you know, you have also got a chance of being a nice, normal human being as well. So um, when you
0: say when you say da- online dating agency, these are people that are vetted.
1: Um. Oh no, no, no. That's what I was. That's how I was trying to explain it to her so that she didn't panic. Mm. Because because uh, she she's still not kind of terribly okay with the internet, um, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: fine. <laughs> she probably lived like ninety percent of her life without it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So she probably so has cute. it
0: right. The more that we use it, the more I start thinking that maybe they were right about it.
1: After all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's uh yeah. She's definitely got some stories to tell. But I do think that the internet does you know it has its bonuses as well i mean obviously like anything it's got good and bad in it but
0: yeah we're talking in through it right now
1: yeah exactly That's, i exactly. wouldn't have a podcast without it no no and it's and it's also you know it's enabled us to keep in touch which has been really nice so um yeah it's got some it's good it's nice we get to on. sit down and have
0: this chat because we didn't really get to talk at the wedding at all
1: i know i know it was just it was so many people to catch up with and i was in town for for such a short amount of time but it was it was really nice to see you.
0: <laughs> I think I got maybe every person there. I got like four minute conversation with, <laughs> yeah, because there's so many people.
1: Yeah, and is not always the way with weddings as well. If you're if you're at a wedding, you see a load of people, but you you know you kind of get a couple minutes with each of them. But at least you get a couple minutes with each of them, which is That's nice. True. And uh, you know, and a very special day as well. Most importantly,
0: do you want to explain to people what you do for a living? Because I think they'll be fascinated by that.
1: <laughs> um, well controversial uh on your show because i've uh i've listened to a couple of episodes when you <laughs> had a few things to say chad um, i have
0: i have i have a big mouth
1: <laughs> so <laughs> uh so i work in social media dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. everybody's <laughs> going what <laughs> Chad has a friend who's a social media manager. Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) The question is Do you like it for yourself?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I do actually. um, But I enjoy it because it enables me to keep in touch with a lot of my friends back in the States, which is really lovely. Um, And, you know, life is just, it's so busy. I don't always have the chance to sit down and, you know, have a long phone conversation with everyone that I want to keep in touch with. And you can kind of keep in touch with at least a surface level of like you know I can see like my friends have got kids and I can kind of see what they're up to a little bit and I'm like oh their kids cute and their kid looks like they're you know 6 years old now and you know whatever like it's just it, so that it means that when I do you know kind of see you guys it's not like there's been nothing right you know no information whatsoever um you know you kind of have at least a a surface level idea of some things that are going on Um,
0: And and that's one of the positive benefits of actual social media. To be honest with everyone, being able to keep in touch with people you wouldn't, you know, like people across town, you shouldn't have to do that. But with people across the world, it's kind of a different story.
1: Yeah, it is. And and life's you know life's really busy. So it's nice to you know it's 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 not that you know I care any less or anyone else cares any less. It's just it's it's busy. You can't have a regular. Chat with everyone all the time um, in our ever expanding lives and worlds. So it's nice just to kind of be able to keep an eye on, on what's going on and, and keep that bond going as well, because it's really important. You know, I think back to, you know, everyone that I know in the, in the Campbell Coffee Crew <laughs> um, with, you know, with so much affection. Um, you know, I, don't, I obviously don't get a chance to see you guys very much anymore, but, you know, it's still there. And whenever I see you guys, it's just so awesome because we have a proper good catch up. Um, And it's lush. It's wonderful. So it's really nice. I like it for that. Um, I also like it. um, I've got a really strict rule on social media, which is I only follow accounts that make me feel better about myself and better about the world. That's a good rule. So, um, which means sadly, you know, it's less kind of newsy ones, Um, but it's everything and all super positive people and people that are um inspirational but not aspirational
0: mm. yeah see i think we get into this cycle of somewhere along the line somebody convinces us all like oh we have to be informed that's what makes us good people is being yeah. informed mm-hmm. but then the more they look into it the more you, <laughs> it seems like the more you're informed the worse person you are because it makes you angry
1: it it does it does make you really anxious and i think that um it's just, it's a lot of stress and pressure, isn't it? And it's very important, you know, it's, it's a good thing to understand and know what's going on in the world around you. But, uh, at the same time, it's a lot of pressure and that's a lot of stress. And it, I just, I, I guess I see the, the side of it that, yeah, just causes, a, you know, and it can be things there are things that are going to affect you and then there's going to be a lot of things that don't affect you as well. And it's good to have an idea of what's going on in the world, but not let it overpower your day as well. If you're waking up every single day with all that stress and pressure, it's just right. like, okay, that's, that's a lot that's going on. Um, I would say that in the UK, people are, um, they, they care about politics, but it's, it's much less than what it is in the States.
0: Yeah, especially right now. It seems like that is the most important thing right now.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the Brexit thing that's going on. This is the first time that any of my friends like that I've actually had a conversation with most of my friends about politics since I've lived over here. Um, like like a serious kind of chat, just right. because it doesn't it doesn't come up as much. Like there's a lot of my friends that I don't know what their political stance is. Like I don't know if they're conservative or I don't know if they're liberal or. I I have a guess because, you know, we're all echo chamber kind of type people, aren't we? (laughs) Um, But uh, we've never sat down and had that conversation, whereas I can say exactly, I know the views of all my American friends.
0: See, I think that that's healthier is, you know, like that it's not this front and center thing. Like you must know that I am all about guns or you must Mm. know that I am all about Brexit or you must know that I am all about um, whatever their pet issue is. Mm. I mean, it's it's good to know those things about people, but it, it seems like at least over here, that's what we're putting forward first. Like, I am this. And then you don't actually take the time to get to know the person.
1: Mm. It's mm-hmm.
0: We didn't talk about yeah. politics ever when you lived over here. Ever.
1: No. Yeah. It just it um yeah, and it's it's kind of a shame because I think that sometimes that can exclude. But I think that I mean people can exclude themselves based on their personality, or they can exclude themselves based on their political. Thing. You know, there's a lot of different <laughs> reasons why people can exclude themselves. You see those um, go hand in always, hand. <laughs> they are sometimes linked, but they're not always linked. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's just it's quite interesting. I I think that actually over here I probably have um. More of a range, it like the there's more of a political range in my friends than so I know that some of them, I know some people that I'm friends with are Tories, which is a bit like um you know a Republican, but I mean they they, they're not a Donald Trump fan, but they are you know they're more conservative in their political views, um, but it doesn't ever come up. We just go and we sit and we have a beer or drink or we go to the park or do whatever and yeah.
0: So over here, like. Generally, like a conservative person is more religious. Um, mm.
1: these are generalizations, uh, it's, it's, of course. Yeah, is it the it's, same it's, over there? No, Mm-mm. It's, it's far more uh mellow, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's just it, we, we, we lack the extreme.
0: Are they more aligned with like um imperial as opposed to parliamentary? is that is that like the differentiate you know like over here it's about state rights and federal it's essentially yeah. one of the main issues what's what's the difference between you know obviously generalization
1: it 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 mainly comes down to from what i can understand it mainly comes down to the tax differences it's mm-hmm. all about money in the end of the day isn't it really um and it just it it comes down to it's more of that and i don't know the politicians Are you know they'll say one thing and do another, so I just (laughs) and over here, (laughs) you just kind of go with the flow a bit more. You're just like, Well, you know, yeah, that one sounds like he's saying the right thing, but he'll get into office and do something different, and they'll all do that. So, mm, do people tend to fumble along
0: to tend to sway on their votes more? You know, like over here, pretty much if you're a Republican, you're always going to vote Republican, you're a Democrat, you're always going to vote Democrat. Do people sway between parties over there more? At least with prime ministers.
1: Uh oh yeah, yeah yeah. I would say that they do. I don't know. I'm not sure. I again, like, I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who any of my friends have voted for. Mm, yeah, that's. True. And I, I know that makes me sound terribly ill informed, and in that like, and I'm very aware right now of the cultural differences between America, and I'm not. I'm not saying that that's every single British person has the same political... like. I'm sure there's a lot of British people that would listen to this and be like, what is going on with this woman?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't don't think that that's always been in the American way, though. I don't think we've always been like that. I think it's a very last couple decades thing.
1: Mm. But I I also think that some of the things that have happened politically in America in the last couple decades as well are things that really... I mean, how can you not get emotional and caught up in it?
0: Oh, yeah, because yeah. This, and that's kind of, you know, like if you've listened to a couple of the episodes where I did complain about social media, that's, you know, you're seeing that, exact, that polarization is coming from these,
1: mm.
0: you know, you used the term echo chamber earlier, but then there's also mm. these, we're communicating in such short little things. Mm-hmm. There's no nuance, no context. So things are yeah. pushing further and further. So people are getting more emotional. But before those things existed, things would get heated, but then they had, they had time to cool down. Mm -hmm. We don't have cool down anymore. That's one of the problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's all just escalating and adding on top one on top of the other. And also, I think that we're finding, you know, that you're seeing kind of huge differences in that. Whereas in the UK, like i You will find you know there there are some differences. you know, if if we have someone more conservative get in, then they're probably going to cut the funding to the libraries and things like that, which is incredibly sad. Right. but it's not but but that's that's kind of that's what you're hearing about as as the changes. It's not as vast as like when Donald Trump got into America, the changes that we're seeing. Right. from that. Um, so I I just think it's a little bit more level. And again, a lot of people might disagree with me, but it does, it's, doesn't does seem to have... It's not quite as impactful, I right. would say. I have,
0: we have continual... Every, every day, there's something new that people are fighting about over here. But it seems like, at least from an American perspective, your biggest issue is just the Brexit thing. You're not... Oscillating between like 20 different huge issues, like we are.
1: No, 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 no. It's, it's, and, and right now it is just about Brexit, but the Brexit thing is just turning into more and more and more of a nightmare as it goes on. And it's, um, which is, which is why people are getting more and more politically involved. We're, we're now starting, you know, there's lots of marches going on, which this is the first time I, you know, there's been marches since I've lived, you know, for 14 years. There's been nothing. And then in the last year, there's been several where you get millions of people that are all kind of, you know, and people are shipping in from all over Great Britain. You know, they're taking buses down from Scotland and they're taking buses down from all over wow. to come down to London to take part in these marches because of how they feel about Brexit. And the only other one that I've seen that reaction for was when Trump was coming and people took to the streets because they said they didn't want him to come.
0: Wow. Wow. What's the legality on 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 a free assembly in England? I know that over here, you know, like we can assemble wherever we want. Are there different rules over there?
1: Um, I don't know what the rules are. I think when you've got a couple million people, they just kind of do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't think, it?
1: You know, you just like, well, there's 6 million of you. So, <laughs> maybe maybe we won't, you know. Oh, it's not quite those numbers, but I, well, I don't know. It was a couple million, but like you, you're not gonna. It's it's kind of hard to stop it at that point, isn't it? Mm. Um. But I I I haven't heard of any laws, but I don't know what they are.
0: Have you, in the time that you've been there, have you noticed a difference in in the press? Because I know that the press rules there are different. You don't have the same freedom of mm. press that we have. Have you noticed a difference as an American moving over there?
1: Um. Yeah, I would say it actually feels I feel like we hear more over here. Really? Mm. But I feel like um and and you will have, you know, we have certain news outlets that are definitely more liberal and then more some that are more conservative. Um, but I do but also we hear a lot more about world news over here um than than we ever did in the States, like I don't know what it's like now, but most of my news feed now is about kind of things that are going on in the world and Britain.
0: Are are the news agencies allowed to talk about whatever they want there? Or are there certain topics that they are legally not allowed to talk about? Because I know like in Canada, ongoing crimes they can't talk about. It's against law.
1: So yeah, you will you will have certain things. So if, if there's a um if there's a case going on then you know they won't be allowed to reveal certain things, and there there are injunctions as well. You know, someone will say so. Like for example, there was a rumor went around the other day that um, David Beckham had had a baby with he with Harper's teacher, got her mm. pregnant. Because um, like, the Beckhams are kind of fairly well known in the states now, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah, it's I, not really. I heard yeah. that they came over.
0: Yeah, I think they're in L.A. I think.
1: Yeah. So so David probably. Beckham. Yeah. 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 He was. So yeah, David Beckham football player, his wife was one. Of the, is, is one of the Spice Girls was one of the Spice Girls. I don't know if they're still together. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Um, but the Beckhams are definitely still together and yeah, rumor went round that he'd, uh, impregnated, um, his daughter's teacher. So, um, and then, and there was a lot, we heard a lot of rumors about that, that from kind of various sources and then it didn't go into the press. um, and you know, so we don't know if that was because they put an injunction in place. If that was, you know, who knows why that was but that didn't go out.
0: But it so, didn't. when you say various sources, where, where what are those sources that are different than the press? You mean like uh, social media or
1: social media, and also um, friends who know friends.
0: That's an interesting That's an interesting idea, like, to be able to, and, you know, just, like, hey, this is silent. It, it, mm. I know that, like, we make a big deal over here about how big the freedom of the press is, and I'm not going to say anything against it. But mm. at the same time, it does seem like sometimes you're like, well, maybe if we didn't hear about this court case every day in the news before it was decided, things would be a little more fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you familiar with... Um the podcast the teacher's pet Mm-mm, no oh it's a good in it's a good in so it's done by the australian which is and it's it's uh, done by an australian journalist and it's um kind of funded by uh, the australian the, the i think it's a newspaper it's some sort of news um or kind of broadcasting agency out in australia and basically this poor woman who uh, was married to this man Um, and had two small children and all of a sudden she went missing. Um, and there's a lot of speculation as to whether he killed her or not. And so this journalist went and did a series, um, about it and kind of spoke to everyone and try and kind of then was uncovering a lot of evidence and a lot of other things came out about, you know, the fact that he'd met her, you know, he'd met this. So basically the husband, um, had a girlfriend, and a wife, and the girlfriend was one of the teacher. Was one of the sorry, not the the girlfriend. Oh, Chad, edit out my oh, <laughs> please. I'm going to use English in just a second. So, um...
0: <laughs> well, now now you now you were just cute, so I have to leave it in.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, um, the 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 husband was a teacher at a high school and then started dating one of the students. And apparently that was quite a big thing that was going on. A lot of the teachers were doing that and it kind of uncovered it all. And it's been this big thing. Well, now the husband of the woman that's gone missing is now being prosecuted for her murder because they believe that he killed her. So the 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 podcast, The Teacher's Pet, they, made it, they put up a, an episode the other day because they kind of stopped back in December when... Um, when the guy had been arrested, and they put up an episode today saying we're now going to take it down in all of Australia because it's not fair. Because if they're going to try and have a jury, everyone's listening. Everyone is listening to this podcast. Yeah, that's and it's not fair be- because this is this is you know they're finding out stuff that wouldn't be admissible in court. Um, oh but yeah, but it is most certainly it, admissible on a podcast,
0: right? Yeah, and like hearsay and, and stuff for,
1: like that. Yeah, and for for journalism, it's fine. But, if you, but then if you're influencing the opinion of everyone, so they've taken it down.
0: Yeah, we definitely have that problem over here a lot where um, not even a criminal case, but uh, for example, I was just this morning listening to a podcast. There's this great podcast I discovered called You Were Wrong About or You Were Wrong About or We Were Wrong About. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's these two journalists and what they do is they take something typically from the 80s or 90s. So that's far enough that people kind of have a general idea about it. Yeah. And they yeah. research it and they go, here's everything that you thought was true was wrong. And today, they talk about, you might remember this. I think you were over here at the time. Oh, you definitely were. It was the 90s. Um, the yeah. whole Ebonics thing where mm. um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was this whole controversy like, oh, they're going to teach uh, improper English in schools. So they went through this whole thing and they're like, no, I remember that. That was just completely blown out by the media. That's not yeah. even what happened. Yeah what it was supposed to be was it was supposed to be these kids are already speaking this. We're going to use this to teach them quote unquote proper English. So it was, it was a way to teach them proper English. It's like, this is the way they're speaking. He said, he be, he be early. Okay. That's how Mm -hmm. they already say it. We're going to teach them at home. You say he be early here. We Mm -hmm. say he's always early. Yeah. And, And, but that's that, that kind of idea of like, if that hadn't, if if we hadn't had all of these you know obviously i don't want to put forth the idea to anybody right now that i'm saying we should get rid of freedom of press i'm just saying sometimes it sucks no. um if it hadn't been blown out like that who knows what would have happened you know maybe these people would have got a better education because people would have actually heard what was being put forth instead of this basically fabrication
1: that was yeah and across. if it's mm. I, yeah, I, I do think that there is definitely there's a moral responsibility with with press and w- with influence in general, um, which is something that again kind of links back to to what I to what I do for a job. So um, I do social media accounts for um, I work for a production company, and we have um, projects, and then uh, we have well known talent that work on the projects, and I run the social media accounts for the projects if that makes any sense so like we have a podcast and i'll do the podcast social media but then i've also i've got kind of talent or kind of well-known people that are on the show and that we're working with and blah, blah blah but it's it's these are people that people look up to and so you have to just be really careful when you're doing that what you're relaying you know how do you talk about drug use right. mm, you know we, yeah, you and i can chit chat and be like oh blah blah, blah. it's fine you know. This is how we feel about it, whatever. But then you think, well, what if a 14-year-old kid listens to it? Or what if, you know, right. where do you, you know, it's one thing and it's it's and that's an interesting thing about podcasts, is you and I right now are having chat. And I'm like, oh, I'm having chat to Chad. Chad knows my joke. And if I make a joke that is could be inappropriate, you know me well enough to know how I mean that. And I know you well enough to know that you get that. Right. But when you have people that don't know us and don't understand. They don't know how we mean that joke, and so you just have to be very cautious (laughs) about how things. And it's it's not it's not even that people could like purposely misinterpret or that accidentally misinterpret. It's just you don't know. You know, it's people that don't know you and haven't hung out with you for years having coffee.
0: (laughs) Right there's actually a um, there's a a researcher named John Ronson. He's written several books, Mm. Um, and one of them was "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." This is something I've brought up. Oh yeah yeah topic before but there was a a lady Mm -hmm. who who made a a pretty bad joke in text message i mean in text message on twitter and Uh basically it was it was a a joke about uh, aids in africa and it was only supposed to go to the people that she knew so it'd be a situation like what we're talking about but Hmm. it got shared across the world it became a public (laughs) thing and yeah and that's that's something that I think is really really a big thing about social media that bothers me sometimes is um, you have to be careful, like you're saying, because uh, there is no context anymore because we don't have that context. It's just,
1: mm-hmm. or,
0: And that nuance is gone because nuance comes from context. You know, like you and I, the, the rules of what's polite and what's not polite are different because we yeah. know each other. There's flexibility where hmm. it's like, I know she's joking. I don't have to take her 100% word for word exactly what she's saying is like that's sarcasm but if Mm. you don't know that somebody's being sarcastic you're stuck within that box of what's right and what's wrong
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's
0: dangerous i think in in the long run for public discourse
1: Mm, i i just i i don't know if it's dangerous i think that maybe the way that we view social media could probably do with some alterations um, take and how it too we
0: seriously don't
1: we I, I think we take it too seriously and i think it's it's very addictive it's built that way to be very addictive and mm-hmm. so therefore we get very sucked into it you know just like our our iphones are kind of built to be a bit addictive aren't they you know um and i think that it's kind of taking that step back from it and then just kind of taking a breath and being like oh okay you know just like Just like if you were at a party and your friend was a bit drunk and they were a bit of a dick and you're just like, oh, you're kind of being a bit of a pain in the ass right now. Sometimes you just got to be like, oh, but you know, I love you. And I know you're just a bit of a drunken twat sometimes. So that's fine. Oh, that's another one. Twat. There you go. Hello. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Over there. Very, very soft word. Over here, a little harder of a word. You wouldn't call anybody that here. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. Oh, It's up there with the C word. Oh, is it? Oh, oh. well, apologies, everyone that I've offended. I assure (laughs) you that I've been in the UK for 14 years. It's you would just call everyone a twat over here. It's, it's well, even the C successful. word over
0: there is a little softer, too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it wouldn't be. I think that probably the F word is probably the most offensive thing that you could say.
0: Oh, wow! And over here, it's like nothing,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> general, but yeah, you would, I mean, you would call your friends. I'm now. I'm now worried that I'm uh, going to offend someone. So, the oh, don't t- worry. If, they, if, uh, they, if
0: they've stuck around with this podcast this long, that I don't think they can be offended. Yeah, anymore.
1: I'm sorry. If you're offended by my my British um sayings, then go away. Yeah, um, tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you would you would use it quite as a quite a friendly. You you would say it to your friends. You'd be like, "Oh, don't be such a twat." Or oh something you know it's, it's it's quite jovial. It's a bit like calling someone a shithead. Like it's just quite light.
0: <laughs> yeah, over here not so much. It's funny though. It's I mean it's not yeah. like super super offensive, but like yeah, you, you probably wouldn't throw it out. Uh, you definitely wouldn't throw it out at a woman over here. Um,
1: oh okay. Oh no. You you could you could over and you could over here. You it's,
0: oh. it's non it's non sexually relative over there, right? It's male or female, right?
1: Uh no, it is it's you it would probably you would use it more for a male than you would for a female. But mm. so but kind you of like could use calling use somebody
0: it. a little bitch or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah. It would it would it does have a certain connotation, but it's not specific. I not
0: guess. meant to burn.
1: No, no, no. Um but there you go. So, where was I? I was ranting about something. I can't remember what. Where are we up to?
0: <laughs> Public discourse. I think we're talking about.
1: Ah, uh, yes, um, that's right.
0: It's a. I mean, I, I think that there's. Um. Did Did you see the movie uh, Ready Player One, or read No. The
1: book?
0: Nope. Uh, first of all, I really enjoyed the movie. That's going to be a contra But that'll probably be the most controversial statement that I've made in the podcast. <laughs> Anytime you talk about a movie, 50% of the people, you say, I like it. And then there's like 100 people lined up to shit on it. Mm. But uh, that's just life. Um, Yeah. But there's the, how can I tell this without spoilers? Because it is is relatively (laughs) a fairly recent movie. Yeah. The essential, so that it's about uh, virtual reality. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: without telling how it happens, the essential message of the movie is that sometimes, You have to step outside of the virtual reality and live in the real world. It's okay Mm -hmm. to dip into the virtual reality. Yeah, okay to have fun. It's okay to be a giant robot that smashes things. But Mm -hmm. you still have to go to dinner with your girlfriend in the real world. You still have to sit around and watch TV with each other. Or maybe that's a bad Mm -hmm. example. Sit around and talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's kind of like what we need with social media. Instead of dipping into our phones all the time, you know, like we need like... I only uh, check it on Mondays and Thursdays, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and The rest of the time I'm real.
1: And it, yeah, it's, so it's it's no longer kind of a time filler. It's now just something you know. And now, like Instagrams launched a thing where it will actually tell you how much time you've used on the app, so you can kind of keep track of it. And I know that in the UK, in the UK, and I'm assuming it's the same in the US. You get on uh, every Sunday, you get a little text message from or a little notification pop up on your phone from Apple being like, This week you've used this much screen time mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah, no, no, I think it's great. I mean, being that I work in social media, if mine pops up and it's like you're down, I'm like, Oh, I've not worked very hard this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a completely different circumstance in that case, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Um,
0: when it does it for my iPad because I'll read books and listen to podcasts on my iPad. I don't put mm -hmm. that stuff on my phone. Yeah. I'll I'll get the report from the iPad and it's like, you spent eight hours a day on your iPad. I'm (laughs) like, but that's actually a good thing. I was educating my mind. This
1: is great. Yeah. This is wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) It's just how you interpret the data, isn't it? Um, So, yeah, it's interesting. It is good. Right. So, other topics I thought an interesting one might be um because i think they, they've they kind of come over to the states recently haven't they like british crime dramas have they a come over bit.
0: probably a little bit a little more bit. for me than because i like watching crime shows but i've been watching some mm. older ones which ones are you thinking of
1: um so have you had uh like vera or luther come over
0: luther for sure i love yeah. love that show
1: Luther is amazing as oh and Sherlock as well. Of
0: course, yeah.
1: Had Another fantastic show,
0: especially that last yeah.
1: season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um they're really fun. I have to say that is one thing that the English do very, very well is a good crime drama. It's awesome. Even they're kind of more classic ones. You know, if you're even looking looking back at like Poirot or something like that, they're just wonderful pieces of uh
0: right. television. <laughs> cracker. The joke I've
1: not seen Cracker.
0: That's uh, um I can't remember the guy's name right now. It's the, the guy who plays Hagrid in Harry Potter.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, Robbie that, I, know that. I don't know. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's it's him. That's a fantastic oh, show.
1: Um, brilliant. add it to my list.
0: Yeah, I think that part of that too is some of those have come over um because of streaming. And, you know, mm. the, the the access to those because of, you know, like Netflix and Hulu and things like that. Like I'm trying to think of where I watched I think I watched Luther on Netflix mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, Paranoia which was a one season one with I can't remember the name of the actress another great one but I'm a, I'm a true crime I mean not true crime I'm a crime show and true crime junkie I love watching yeah. all that stuff
1: yeah exactly I, I'm exactly the same absolutely love it they're uh, yeah they're really wonderful and really fun so that's that's cool they've made those over to the states that's so really nice that's good because they're very entertaining. I was gonna say has if you if you've not were, watched uh Broad Church, that's a oh very God. good one. That one's <laughs> yeah.
0: David Tennant, come on, that's you yeah. can't miss that oh, one. That was
1: phenomenal. It's so, required
0: watching. That show is just heartbreaking.
1: Oh yeah. It, every so, season. Fun fact, I know the guy that edited that whole show. No kidding. He's a really good friend of mine, yeah, yeah. Is and he I working on who told, then? Uh no, he's not. He's doing uh, a different project at the moment, but um, he, uh, yeah, he. I remember when he told me about it like years ago. Now he was just like, "Yeah, so I've started working on the show." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, cool!"
0: <laughs> I, I remember when it, Broadchurch, when it was announced that uh, who the new showrunner for Doctor Who was going to be and who the new Doctor mm-hmm. was going to be, because it was super exciting for me because I'd watched Broadchurch, which for anybody yeah. that doesn't know, same showrunner and the woman playing. Doctor Who now was one of the lead actors on Broadchurch.
1: Yeah. And Not she's, mean, she's two, just but. one. Yeah. She's amazing. She's oh, yeah. great, great British actress. So that, Yeah, that was uh-huh. fun. I don't know. I thought that might be something kind of fun and topical to talk about.
0: <laughs> we get, that's one of the things that's nice about this is we get exposure to those things. Because mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things, too, that's really fascinating about British television in general is the approach is different. And I think it, it, streaming has taken a lot of cues from British television in shorter seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, over here, especially like when you were still over here, most shows went from August, all, or end of August or September, all the way till the end of spring.
1: Oh, yeah. And, no, they, were just, they just felt constant, didn't they? They just felt like they were always on. and didn't feel like there was any kind of a gap or
0: a lull. Yeah, and that's why they kind of they weren't as powerful because, you know, they had to fill these episodes, you know? So you have, mm-hmm. like a, I don't know how many episodes that ends up being. I think it's about 30-something episodes. But mm-hmm. then for anybody watching who hasn't seen Luther, that's four or three episodes a season.
1: Yeah. It's, and then, it leaves you wanting more.
0: <laughs> and it's like two years between seasons sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. Idris Elba is busy making movies and being amazing.
1: Yeah. So he's been put forward to be the next James Bond, hasn't
0: he? I think he should be. It's about time Mm. James Bond was black.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's great. And when you see him in Luther as well, you're like, well, he could totally do. (laughs) He already is James Bond. He's wonderful. Yeah. He's He's suave.
0: He's sexy. He can kick ass. What else do you need?
1: Yeah. He's great. He's wonderful. And if they have a female Doctor
0: Who, they should have a black James Bond.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's about time. It'll be, I'm excited about it already. It's great. It would
0: be fascinating Mm -hmm. to see a, a female James Bond. Obviously, the first name would change, but. Yeah. Because yeah, so much of that character is based on misogyny. It would be a nice mm. flip.
1: It would be a really fun flip, wouldn't it? And the other, I'm sure they could do all kinds of creative things as well. You know, kind of around the storyline and changing it up and how they work. You know, is she a lesbian? If she, you know, did right. it, uh, That's what I was so just lots of fun things. Too. Yeah.
0: I'm like, what if they didn't change her and her name was James and she was a lesbian?
1: Mm. Yeah. <gasps> be amazing. Or they keep her as a heterosexual female. She seduces all the men. It could be fun.
0: Exactly. Well, hmm. maybe we should be in charge of this.
1: We'll write a letter.
0: The Put Fleming estate forward. will be calling it any moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just sure. what they
0: want, an American and a woman born in America in charge of a quintessentially British yeah. <laughs> property.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I've been here a while. I know how it works now. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, those those two, I would say, probably... There's a good question from American perspective to actual reality. Over here, like uh, James Bond, Doctor Who, and probably Sherlock, you name those three. Those are some. Mm. Those are like quintessential British properties. Um, mm-hmm. Are there other ones that maybe that we're not aware of that are just like you have to know that to live here, but Americans completely probably are unaware of it. Um,
1: I'm sure that there are. I'm trying to think of what they might be, off the top of my head.
0: You know, like uh, probably you know, there's there's stuff from the past. You know, like Monty Python would obviously be.
1: Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. No. No. If if we can, if we go back and like Faulty Towers as well is great. Oh yeah, that's um, a great show. But even more recently, I mean, The Crown was mm. a phenomenal. I don't know if that did that come that came to the stage? Oh yeah, didn't it? Netflix. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, just a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of television. It's really, really powerful. It's great. Was Downton
0: Abbey um, as big there as it was here.
1: Yeah, Downton Abbey was D- Downton Abbey was was fairly popular. We have um, there's a couple of uh, <laughs> how do I explain it? Uh, there's a couple of shows that when we think of the American equivalent, this is kind of like a less cheesy British version, which is the. Um, the soap like soap shows mm. you know what i mean so like what was the one that was based in salem uh
0: that's the one days of our lives days of our lives yeah i was gonna say that's joey so
1: we have sorry go ahead
0: uh friends i was just going back to friends with it that's what he oh. was on right because yeah uh, brooke shields the episode with brooke shields she thinks he actually lives in salem
1: yeah Yeah. <laughs> so we have we have kind of the equivalent over here so we've got coronation street and eastenders um i think those are kind of the main two there might be another one that that everybody who lives in the uk is kind of watched, like all the english people have watched kind of growing up or watched. should at some point in their lives they got into it um kind of quite heavily i think that's something that everyone kind of knows about over here that when but it's not It's still cheese, but it's not as cheesy as the American ones that I remember. Slightly less.
0: Is it like over here where they're every day for like 40 years?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Coronation Street's been going on for a really long time. I don't know the dates, but a really long time. See, that's the
0: thing I find fascinating. People talk about uh, over here a lot about TV shows that have been on forever. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, The Simpsons has been on for an incredibly long. Yeah.
1: time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Law and Order
0: was on for a very long time. No one ever mentions soaps. Uh, those, yeah, those shows like like we we're saying forty, some fifty years.
1: Yeah, and everyone watched them at some point as well. Like, or or is familiar with them enough. You know, you're familiar with them enough to know that it's based in Salem and that you know, and it, that it's making kind of like a cultural reference on Friends and things like that. So right. it's it's something that we're all aware of that's been going on. I just think it's because. No one maybe wants to admit that they watch. Them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I was just my my mom was just telling me a story the other day about her her grandfather, um, mm. and so her grandmother used to watch. I don't know what soap it was, but anyways, she used to watch soaps. And he would come in and he complained like he was an old Italian. He actually come over from Italy. Both of them, so they had mm-hmm. their accents, which I won't do well right now. But he's like, why do you watch? <laughs> Why are you watch this stuff? You know why are you watch yeah. this stuff? And he'd sit down and he'd pretend like he wasn't watching, and then something would happen. He goes, "I knew she was no good." I <laughs> knew but he was making fun of it, but he was in there watching yeah. him too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, never missed an episode. <laughs> They're like the
0: social media of television, you know. They're built to be addictive like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and suck you in and to have those yeah the the plot twists and all that kind of right good jazz that we all love and adore
0: and because that cheesiness is up front they can't really be accused of you know not being uh quality it's like hey you yeah. knew it was cheesy when you turned it on
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's a nice and trick if you didn't then you knew within the first four seconds of watching it that it was so
0: um <laughs> do you have to think about when you're when you're crafting posts for your for your clients and so forth mm. do you ever do you ever put thought into like that I don't want to say addictive because it's a different thing, but maybe that viral, you know, like, will this, you know, is, are these like, words? Like clickbait.
1: Like,
0: yeah. Do you ever put that kind of thought into it? Because yeah, obviously your job is to get people to follow, to click.
1: To engage. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. A hundred percent. Then the, the copy should be, um, should make you want to engage with the post, whether it be leave a comment tap like make you laugh make you smile make you curious make you whatever and so all of the content that i create you know whether it be the videos or the copy or how it's displayed whatever it's it's all intended to make people engage with it you know whether it's mimicking the tone of so of you know one of the the talent on the show and kind of, so it seems like it's them writing the piece, or whether it's the, or whether it's a joke, or like you won't, you know, we don't do the. It's not quite so obvious as the like you won't believe what number seven is, you know, on a <laughs> like because we've all seen that for a long time. But right. something that is um, engaging and makes you want to look into it.
0: Yeah, you don't go as as, as far into it as BuzzFeed. <laughs>
1: no 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 no. we try and stay try and stay a, a little bit more original <laughs> um just because well and it, but you know what you can make fun of buzzfeed but they're doing well you know yeah. they're not doing badly True. they're you know they have like over here we've got i don't know if you've got over there but we've got like unilad and um there's a couple of them and they make a huge percentage of the content that is active on facebook and on social media and stuff and that's huge (laughs) because the internet is huge so if you're making a lot of it and doing well and building up something you know that you're now employing you know however many people it's very impressive you know and we can we can scoff and scorn at them and go oh it's a bit cheese but it is also working (laughs) so
0: does knowing all of that like affect the way that you approach your personal accounts
1: Oh uh, yeah, hundred and ten percent. So it wasn't until so I I'm I actually I specialize in in organic. We're gonna end up that again. Thanks, Chad. You do the same thing uh, I do,
0: where I make the rewind <laughs> sound. You do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> They're used to hearing that. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> oh good. Um. So I specialize in organic content rather than paid, but I do do some paid adverts. Um. But what really freaked me out was when I got heavily into doing the paid analytics and looking at Mm. how much you could target people and i was and i was going through and i was like oh this is great i can choose this and i can choose this person and this person and i can choose about this and i want them to do this and then i was like wait hold on just a second they know if i own a home they know if i've been in a radius in the last four days terrifying like i can be i can be like i want to have it to like a block i want people that have been in this block of london in the last week
0: it's just terrifying, and I can
1: target them. That that is, I'm just like, ooh, they know how much money I make. They know when my last relationship was. They know if I'm in a relationship now. They know, you know. I'm just like, ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, it, you it guys, has made me more aware.
0: You guys have access to less because of GDPR, right?
1: Uh, no, that doesn't give you access to less. It just means that we get a lot more pop-ups. Oh, interesting. So, so as in, um it just means that basically you it has to be clear that you're opting into something. So whenever you go to any website now, so like when we were about to speak on on the um, the app that you provided me with the link for so that we could chat and you could record it, I had to go through a thing. That's probably why I wasn't there at the beginning because I was clicking all the buttons going, Yes, oh I understand. You're going to have all my data. It's fine. Just let me talk to Chad. <laughs> <laughs> push, push, push the button. Um, so, you know, I, I went through like three before oh. I spoke to you. Three pop-up Sorry. boxes. So
0: we're letting you know that we are not going to take this data and sell it and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, right?
1: Or, or they are. It just says, do you agree? And, you, and like most of the websites, it just comes up and you can just go yes or no. And there's tiny little fine print that goes, hi, we are... And you, just, oh, you, do, you don't even read it. You just hit the book.
0: By the way, we've like, just installed a camera in your bathroom.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, (laughs) thanks. Do I get a share on that ad revenue? Um... (laughs) Because I really think I should have a cut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's ridiculous when you. I've been reading this book. I had to actually put it down after I read a third of it because it was just overpowering me. Um, It's Mm. called the Age of Surveillance Capitalism, and it's the idea. The focus is like uh, you would think Facebook is like number one on that list, right? But it's actually Google
1: no no 110 it's google i've just done a um i'm becoming youtube certified mm-hmm. and so you're learning about all the different it's basically just google and and youtube going we're great and we're going to tell you the reasons why we're great
0: we're going to give you all of this
1: stuff. <laughs> and why you should use us and then we're going to and then we're going to test you at the end so it's like okay cool yeah right um so we were kind of looking to the ad, ad revenue and it kept going into Google and it kept trying to downplay it. It was like, Google takes the, you know people's privacy very seriously, blah, blah, blah. But all the stuff I was reading, I was like, oh, this is scary. Like Google is... You know, Facebook has been in the news about having what's been going on, but... And for taking people's data and for how it's affected, you know, the American campaign and everything like that. But it's Google that's really... They know everything. <laughs> well,
0: everything that everything <laughs> Facebook does, they learned from Google. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. I mean oh, Cheryl yeah. Sandberg yeah. came from Google. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, all those policies that she brought with her and all those changes were honed at Google, and it's it's terrifying because th- this lady, her name is uh, Shoshana Zuboff, she's brilliant, um, mm. and she goes into um, the idea of what's what's called uh, behavioral surplus. And it's so Google figured. It's a great out, term. Oh, it's a fantastic term. I don't know if she coined it or not, but it totally fits. But the idea of Google realized, you know, like oh, we need this data to, you know, for their machine learning was their original some of it, you know, and some for ads. Yeah. But they realized they're like, well, why should we just collect the stuff we need? Let's collect everything, and then whatever mm-hmm. we don't use, we'll sell. Hmm. And that's the behavioral surplus. So it's it's not just we're we're checking your with our you know our watch we're going to check your steps it's we're going to we're also going to check your location we're going to check all this yep. stuff but we don't need that stuff so we'll sell that to these advertisers mhm and it's just terrifying the amount of information especially if somebody has access to both Facebook and Google i mean they have everything about you that pretty much you know yeah what what don't they have yeah.
1: but then you're you you know you you can buy that can't you about someone as well which is
0: Right. That's even more scary, right? Stocking Mm -hmm. is taken to a whole new level. Yes, of course I'm an advertiser. Yeah. Mm. uh,
1: It is scary. I have to say, it does make my life easier sometimes, but not always. Again, I specialize more in organic. I prefer the kind of human behavioral side of it, I guess. So just being like, Hey, why would someone have an emotional response to what I'm about to post? Why would they care? Mm. Why is this interesting? interesting.
0: How How do you... Like, uh, give give us a couple examples of something like that. Like, I think that's fascinating for people.
1: So, so I think that when you're doing anything, so in social or whatever, if you're being entertaining, so that's what that's why we go to Facebook. That's why we go to Instagram. Why well, no one goes to Facebook anymore? But that's why we go to Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that's why we go to you know, kind of various different social media platforms. Or that's why we play you know I, candy crush was a huge thing over here i don't know if it was in the states mm-hmm. uh which is like this little app thing that you download and play um we go there to be entertained because we're waiting for something you know we're waiting for our friend to arrive or we're waiting for whatever um we're there to be entertained so your job therefore is to be entertaining if you're on there you need to be entertaining because at the end of the day do you really care if i had Blueberry jam this morning, or if I had strawberry jam on my toast? No. Right. You don't care. You don't want to see a picture of it. You're just like cat's toast. It's like you're not bothered. Whereas if I'm just, you know, if I can rephrase that in a way that it's kind of suddenly very interesting. So I'm talking about, I'm saying, did you know that the blueberry has these things and therefore I've chosen to have it for breakfast because it's better than the strawberry for these reasons it's going to cause this health thing. And I've found it's had an effect in this way, blah, blah, blah. I'm educating you, which could be interesting. Or I'm giving you a fun fact where I'm saying I'm cutting out strawberries because... They're higher in sugar. That's probably bullshit. I don't know. Um, And so they're from trying to lose weight, or you know, or I'm doing this because the taste palette, or it's going to boost my brain, or you know, you're providing some sort of information, knowledge, or you're, or even for a humorous thing, I'm only going to eat purple vegetables for the next week, and then you see my whole feed is full of purple vegetables, and it's just kind of funny. Um, That's a really interesting perspective. So it should always cause an emotional response. Oh,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people tend to think it seems that uh, that's not what they're doing. They don't, they don't realize that their job. I shouldn't say their job, but the social media's the purpose is to entertain, right? Yeah. So th- th- they get into these cycles where they think I'm just I'm I'm being real. Yeah. I'm just showing people who I am. People don't care yeah. about who you are, really.
1: The the entertainers that I work with, they're lovely off screen, but I can tell when they're. When they're on, when they're switched on, when they're performing, when they're doing their thing, you know, it's a skill.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's really that's really a, a good thing to put into perspective. You know, you're putting, We I think maybe we get so worked up about things on social media because we think we're being ourselves, but we're not.
1: We're performing. No, of course and, we are.
0: And that's why things become so exaggerated, too, because we're performing, mm-hmm. but we're unaware that we're performing
1: and we're also creating a highlights reel but we're also creating mm. we're also comparing our real life to someone else's highlights reel right. when you look at when you look at some of these influencers and you're going okay you oh my goodness you have this amazing life and this amazing body or you have this amazing partner that's super sexy or you have this amazing house or this amazing car or look at all these amazing clothes or whatever you know first of all that person is probably paid to get... you know they're a model they're paid ba- their job is to go to the gym and not to eat chocolate cake you know right. and lo- you know and look a certain way but also if my job you know meant that i could go to the gym for 4 hours and get paid then that would be awesome as well <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm not saying that models are just paid to go to the gym but that's part of that that is part of their job is you right. know they have to be in shape or they have to be whatever um you know and influencers are you know they're going they buy the clothes they Have a photo in them and then they take them back to the shop. You know, it's not real. It's a curated highlights reel. Just like, you know, if you're having a relationship, you put up the pictures of you and your partner smiling and having a great time. You do not (laughs) live stream the row that you're going to (laughs) have on a Tuesday over the socks that are on the floor and who did the dishes (laughs) and who last took out the trash and. You didn't listen to me when I told you about Sarah doing... You know, that, that's not what happens. Right. <laughs> that's or, not what we live stream. Or we being live stream boring
0: it. and average.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, or, yeah. you know, like n- nobody... If, if one model Instagrammed the journey of, I got fat and then I got skinny again, that would work. But if like half of them did it, it wouldn't be interesting, right? Because yeah. the, the only reason it would work for one is the novelty. It's like whoa! We've never seen this before.
1: Yeah, there, there, there are a couple out there that have done it, but, um, but people, unfortunately, because social media also gives people a false sense of security. Sometimes you, I think, Twitter is the worst for this. People mm. say things that you they just they wouldn't say in real life. Like if if the person was stood in front of them, they wouldn't say it. Hopefully, they wouldn't.
0: Yeah, like death <laughs> really and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and just and just some of the. I think people have a false sense of if if someone is well known, um, you know, in television or in, in in music or in whatever, people sometimes the way they react to them is a little strange.
0: And when you when you're doing when you're running the social media accounts, you're running mm. the replies too. So you're getting the replies, yeah. to People, so you're yeah. getting all the shit. Some well, not all. You're getting all the shit and all the good too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get I get um, you know, I I mean I'm obviously not um on the inbox of the, the talent's kind of personal accounts, but for the for the shows that we're working on, people assume that it's the talent that's running them and you're just like they don't have the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> if
0: you're I don't so have busy. the time, there's no way they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they so don't have the time. Um no one has the time to do that except for me who gets paid to sit in an office. And yeah, do this, you it know, makes
0: the time for it because you're getting ready yeah. to do it, right?
1: Yeah, 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 because because that's what I do Monday through Friday, you know, eight till six. So it's um, and, that, and that's the only reason. That's the only way that you can do it. And I think there's a lot of people that you know they go, I want to be an influencer, and I'm going to post pictures of myself, and you're just like, this is a full time job. You don't realize that this is to create this content and to keep this going. It's not only about being creative and interesting and entertaining, but it's also you have to, you know, you have to know about what the algorithm's doing. Does it favor this kind of post over this kind of post? And looking at that kind of stuff. Um, and keeping up with that. And then also keeping up with all the legal things that are changing. You know, so on Instagram now, this change in the UK, I assume it's changed in the US as well. Maybe it's not. But um now if you've been gifted anything. As an influencer, you have to put "ad" as the first word or hashtag uh, "ad." I think it has to be in the first line, but most people are just kind of putting it as like the first thing. So it says like hashtag "ad," blah blah blah, and that's even if they've been given it. Interesting. So they've not been paid for it; they've just been given. So like, if someone who has a million followers is given a bar of chocolate, they have to say hashtag "ad." This is me with my chocolate bar, and you're just like, they've not been paid for that. Poor person has not been paid. You know, they've not been paid a thousand you know, pounds to go, this is a great chocolate bar. They've just been given a chocolate bar that's worth like 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're just like, fuck. <laughs> they do the same grand. thing on
0: Amazon where it's like, you know, uh here's this, uh you know, $4. uh iPhone case that's thin as paper. Mm-hmm. And the people have to say like, I was given this for my, and they always say for my honest review, but you never see for my honest review. And my honest review is it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because by by just giving somebody something, they automatically... Hmm. Even if it sucks, they have a more favorable opinion of it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's true in life. I mean, I think if someone buys me a drink, I always enjoy it a bit more than if I buy my own. But... Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if someone else cooks you dinner, it's always that little bit better. You're just like, Oh, that's nice. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> just tastes a bit better. It's great. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> but I do think that it's, you know, it is still important that we have, you know, kind of a level of clearness as well. Uh, yeah, I do feel like it's a little bit over the top. Um, yeah. 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 But also, also, I think a little bit of common sense, if you're viewing it, like, come on, people. If a girl's posted about hair extensions six times, right. she, you know, and it's a professional shoot. She's not doing a selfie in her back, you know. Come well, on, probably, she's probably getting yes, paid.
0: That's done with, with people, younger people who don't have those those capabilities yet.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah.
0: so that the the this is terrible or frightening to say. The nine year old girl who's on Instagram
1: mm. probably mm.
0: doesn't think about the fact that the person's getting paid.
1: No. No no no. No. So Nor should mind. she. Nor should she. She should be worried about various other things in life and not that. Yeah. But and um, not on Instagram.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop selling yourself at nine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently they're all on TikTok now. But anyway, we'll get on to that another oh, time. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Well, that—that's that's the that's one I've been given this week that I have to now look into is TikTok because that's going to be. The oh, that's new the video one, one right? Uh, oh. uh, yeah. It is.
0: Okay, I know what that is then.
1: Yeah. Not completely yeah, yeah. It's... out
0: of whack. <laughs>
1: I'm not. It's not something that my social circle uses um, because I don't hang out with nine-year-olds, um, which is good as a thirty-year-old woman. But um, <laughs> I'm going to learn about it. Will be interesting. Um, so yeah, that's that's social media ranting. I think.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's like the new Snapchat, I guess. Right? Yeah. Snapchat was huge with all the young people, and then it was then it, once the older people got on there, nobody wanted to do it anymore.
1: But but that's the same thing with Facebook, isn't it? I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Is that, you know, now as soon as, you know, all of our moms and stuff are on Facebook, we're like, oh, we can't really post pictures of (laughs) last Saturday night on there anymore, can we?
0: And that's what Instagram's battling right now, right? That's why they keep introducing features, like new features, because they're trying to keep people there because they know that that's happening.
1: Mm hmm. But it's also, I think, Instagram's been smart because, I mean, until recently, they kind of had limited their the ad potential on there, which I think was great, right? Because um, I, I, as soon as something is kind of chocka full of ads, that's why everyone's gone over to Netflix, isn't it? Because you mm-hmm. can get good entertainment. There's no ads, and you kind of pay a fee. It's it's a different way of.
0: It seems like a more sane model. Like, imagine I think that social media would change drastically if we had to pay for it.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it would change hugely.
0: You know, but I don't, I don't know that we'd have, we definitely, I don't, we wouldn't have as many bots and, you know, fake accounts because there is a limit to money, but you can get, you know, you can go get 5,000 free Twitter accounts and then, you know, post how much you hate this person or this group of people. There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no other than the time, which you can, you know, write an algorithm to do it or something like that. There's, there's no friction. We need Mm. more, we need a little more friction maybe.
1: Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I I just think that the fake accounts, I, oh, I'm very against them because I don't, I really, I don't think that they get you anywhere. I mean, yes, you can kind of superficially look popular or look like you have an opinion that's popular for a moment, but you're never ever going to break an algorithm or it, it, it all comes out in the wash, I think.
0: There is yeah, there's a certain limit. There's a certain period of time that it works. Um
1: mm.
0: like for example, my one of my old, old accounts, um, it was my personal Twitter account. Just as a joke one time, I found somebody had sent me an email. You know, you get those emails where people are like, Buy followers or something like that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So I said, yeah, I'll buy a thousand followers just to see yeah, what
1: happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah.
0: And I did it. And because I now I went from having this was like maybe six years ago or something like that. I went from having like, let's say 300 followers to having almost 1,500. I mm-hmm. Because I was at 1,500, now I ended up getting 4,000.
1: Yeah.
0: And, but the rest were real people because they go on, they go, Oh, he has over
1: 1,000. Oh, 000. yeah. Now yeah. he's legit. You know, he's, he, he's someone to pay attention to. Yeah. It can give you temporary. But the, all, the, all the apps now will penalize you if your followers don't do anything because they're so aware of the bots. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So if you buy a load of fake followers, um, then if... So the way that the algorithm works is if people don't react to your post, if... if, So like... Again, thank you, Chad, (laughs) for the editing. Uh, (laughs) i have not even drunk a full glass of wine yet. I don't know what's going on. Um, If you put a post up, Facebook will show it to a couple of people Let's, I don't know how many it is. Let's say for argument's sake, it's 10. If no one clicks like, it won't show it to anyone else. If two people click like, it'll show it to a couple more. If five out of 10 click like, then it'll show it to a load more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same on Instagram as well, but it's the algorithm slightly different. So that's why it's really important. If you like someone that you follow or you want to support your friend, or you think people should see things, then like it. Don't be, it's very tempting to be a lurker nowadays on social media. Don't oh, yeah. be a lurker, be a liker, but only be a liker if it's something that you think other people should see.
0: And that's got to be difficult being, you know, like I, I, criticize these companies a lot, but they deserve some criticism. Um mm, that's going to be a difficult decision to make there. It's like, okay, this is going to hurt some people, but it's going to help in this way. And to have to make those choices, right?
1: Uh, the, the reason why they've made that choice is also because you can uh, p- pay to spend behind it. Mm. So, oh, people aren't seeing your post and not a problem. Give us some money. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because what they did with Facebook didn't work so well, right? When they were like, Oh, sorry, it only goes out to 5% of your followers on your fan page now. Yeah. And everybody just kind of shed a brick.
1: No, it's it's exactly the same thing with Instagram. Yep. So if you track the algorithm, the drop has been significant, even in the last six months.
0: That's awful. Mm. For somebody, especially in your business, right? Because you're like, I've put all this work in and now it's... yeah it's pushing you back so now you have to you have to up your game again and up your game again
1: mhm yep. it's, it's
0: it's like um i heard oprah talking about when she was doing her show when she started giving away gifts it just mm-hmm. kind of it ruined the show because every time she had to give away a better gift than the yeah. last time you had to keep upping it
1: yeah but that that's how it works and it it will go on that way until it kind of burns itself out but i think that people are getting tired of social media and the way that it works and also the you know if if you now go onto your Facebook page I know you've deleted yours but when I was going onto my Facebook page (laughs) I was seeing so few pictures from people that I knew and it was mainly people kind of sharing a funny video or whatever and I'm like well I don't really care that you think that's funny I care about seeing you know that you were on holiday or that you are posing in a somewhere I don't know <laughs> what you're up to you get
0: all you or you'll see the same person you know there's that everybody has at least one person on one of your social media accounts that's the oversharer oh, you know yeah. the, the person yeah. that's at an event that takes 45 pictures mm-hmm. of the same thing from like maybe three different angles yep and and doesn't yep. group them together so they're individual mm-hmm. posts. so you open it up and all you see is this person's birthday yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no editing. I think that's my mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> um,
0: that that's I one of the places where this you know the, going back to the fake account thing. One of the things mm. that is a little insidious. Is something that you and I both struggle with. I'm sure is in in the Apple Podcast charts.
1: Ah, now that's an interesting one. That's it's really a very interesting to one. cheat
0: your way onto the top 10. Oh, can you? Mm, yeah.
1: Oh, But you're now, only Chad, there for
0: like two days.
1: No, that's absolutely fine. Chad, you and I need to have a chat because <laughs> I've been trying. And it costs money, listener, that's it. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So listeners that live in Silicon Valley, you're all very smart and know a lot about computers. Could you please feel free to contact me? <laughs> I am kitty cat in london on instagram please feel free to drop me a line um (laughs) very eager to know um anything you know about algorithms or podcast charts um it's very it's very interesting i've actually i've i've got a spreadsheet okay super cool kitty cat saturday night i'm in my slippers i'm at home as we said it's evening time over here in london um but i have a spreadsheet, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is gold for your podcast, uh, gold. Um, I have a spreadsheet where I actually, I track the chart to try and figure out exactly how the algorithm works to try and figure out how to beat it.
0: Yeah, the algorithm is brutal yeah. it's because it takes into account like seven, six or seven different things. Mm-hmm. I, I know that like the most, the number one thing is new subscribers. Yeah that's the number that's how you get in the so basically the uh, the cheat of this the way that people are cheating the charts
1: mm. is
0: they will go to you know insert whatever third world country um, mm-hmm. that has computers that is willing mm-hmm. to put you know uh, i don't know 5000 iPhones in one room
1: yeah and yeah, have yeah. A, just, a bunch just like of the bots on, yeah
0: and they'll go in and they will follow they subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. on those 5000 phones Mm-hmm. And then boom, you're in the top charts. But then once you stop paying for that, you drop out of the charts. Um, the reason I know about this, I did, with everything with social media, I tested everything just to see. I did it mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you something. Getting on the, the iTunes charts isn't as useful as you think it is. Mm. I was on for a week and I didn't get pretty much anything. You didn't right.
1: get much from it. No Interesting That's very interesting So we found So um, one of the shows That I work on Is is called Private Parts Podcast mm-hmm. uh, Please feel free To give it a listen folks It's very very funny It's two English guys um, And they're very funny They talk a lot about poo uh, It's very entertaining <laughs> And light hearted uh, There's a lot of chat About shit <laughs> um, <laughs> You think I'm joking I'm not It's really quite well, I
0: listened to a few episodes I know <laughs> It's not even an exaggeration.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It's very entertaining, though. Um, But yeah, whenever we get featured in the charts, we do tend to find that we we pick up kind of quite a lot from that. Um, But maybe that's... I mean, the the UK charts are totally different to the US charts, I've noticed, when I've been doing comparisons. So,
0: Well, I think that maybe there's there's also... You know, you, you have some name recognition. So when they see it on the charts it already has a legitimacy to it. Like, Oh, I know that person. Yeah. Whereas me making it on there, people are like, I don't know who the hell that is. And I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: It, it definitely, and that has definitely helped our, our journey. You know, the fact that, um, the two, the two guys that are on it are kind of fairly well known from a tv show over here um and it's a tv show that's been on for a while but they were both at the very beginning which is when the tv show was at its most popular and and they also can get on guests that were on that tv show at that time as well so people kind of feel like it's a bit of a throwback i guess and they love it and the guys are lovely and you know terribly amusing and no well, they talk about shit so there you go <laughs> you talk about poo <laughs>
0: he doesn't want
1: to listen to poo so there you go
0: for people (laughs) listening who don't have podcasts that solving that question how to get more listeners it's it's really brutal it really is like the exaggeration there's no exaggeration to having the spreadsheets and all of that because that's one of the reasons i quit social media is because i couldn't do both i couldn't figure out how to game social media and how to get more followers on the podcast. I had to focus mm. on one. It's, like you said, yeah. it's a full-time job. I couldn't have yeah. two full-time jobs anymore.
1: No, no, no. But, but you are also the talent on your podcast and you're also right. producing it and editing it and doing all that. Which... I mean, I'm the podcast that I work on, we have a guy that edits it. We have uh, two producers of the show. Um, we've got the two talent. We've got me on social... You've got a whole, and then you know we've also got the boss who's overseeing. You know, and then we talk about getting in ad revenue. Thank you very much for the edit, Chad. Uh Then you talk about getting in ad revenue and things like that, which is great. But you, those are all things that we need to build into our week, and it's a significant part of our week. You know, when right. we're working on other projects as well, but it's a good chunk of it.
0: Have you Have you guys played at all with um, the Overcast charts?
1: Uh, No, we have not. But we are actually, we're trying to look into how to break America.
0: Overcast is an interesting one because for anybody who doesn't know, I don't want you to get too lost. Overcast is a third party (laughs) podcast app and they have their own charts. And Ah. I don't have to explain that really to my audience too much because 90% of my audience is on Overcast. Um, (laughs) So you guys already know because you're looking at it right now. So basically for the 5% 5% of the people who don't know what it is, if if you star an episode in that app, then it helps to move that up through the charts. Um, which I think Apple needs to implement something that simple. Because that's mm. that the democracy of that. I guess maybe it's too easy to game though. Um, but what's interesting about it is I find, in my experience, it's really easy to get a lot of overcast followers. All you have to do really is be in a... if This is... <laughs> maybe not the best thing to tell the whole world but i don't think the whole world is listening to me.
1: <laughs> we can we, we we can edit it out we can edit it out it's fine you're the but, editor go on you're going to
0: if you're in an easy category like um games and hobbies like there's almost no really big um podcasts in games and hobbies it's all a bunch of smaller mm-hmm. shows because it's not a huge it's not a huge niche um yeah. so if you're in a category like that all you need is a lot of episodes. Like for example, I have a hundred, and I think this will probably be a hundred three or hundred four. Mm-hmm. Um, have a bunch of episodes and have like twelve friends that have Overcast and have them go in and like every episode. Now all of a sudden you have almost a thousand votes. Boom, you're in the charts. Amazing. Um, and then because of that, people will follow the show and things like that. So you can mm-hmm. do that, but then, you know, just like we were talking about before, where it kind of like it wears itself out you over, you saturate yourself to the point where you have, you know, you got a huge overcast audience
1: and mm-hmm.
0: then the, the overcast audience is limited in size because there's only so many people that know about a third party app that want to listen yeah. to your type of show. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then yeah. you're, you're a big, big fish in that pond, but then you can never, <laughs> you still have to figure out how to get into the other pond. So it doesn't really yeah. help you <laughs> jump into the iTunes into that. Sorry. Apple podcast charts. Mm-hmm. Because it's there. Can, these are people who aren't using that, so your votes aren't going there. You're not, you, you know, you, if you have a thousand people on Overcast and four people on Apple Podcasts, you're never going to chart on Apple Podcasts because you've only got no. four people, as far as they know.
1: Yeah, unless you all of a sudden buy a load of bots and all of a sudden you go up a thousand. In right. which case, you'll you'll jump, but it depends on, um, yeah. How much other people are jumping at the same time? Yeah,
0: these, these are just brutal things that we have to sit and think about. Mm. And I've 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 given up for the most part on worrying about those things, and I've just decided just to have fun doing this. You know, that's why I yeah. combine the two shows now. It's the same show. I had two shows. Now they're the same show.
1: Why not? Mm. Yeah, why not? Indeed. And you just you're making good good content, and I think if you make good content, then. Then that's that's you know that's the objective is to make something good that you're proud of that you enjoy doing, and that you think is entertaining for the people. Then that, that's great. So we had we had um, Jamie Morton from My Dad Wrote a Porno on the mm-hmm. show the other day. Um, I don't know how big My Dad Wrote a Porno is in the states, but over here it's massive. Like it is, you know. If anyone knows about a podcast, it'll be that one. Wow. Um, so it's, it's kind of like Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bigger than Joe Rogan over here. Wow. Mm. And Joe Rogan's pretty big, but like they 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 top Joe Rogan regularly wow. in the charts and everywhere. Like it's massive. Um, and he said, that, you know, his his idea of that was he was just like, I just wanted to make something that was funny. And people ask me why it's successful, and there's lots of reasons, you know, why because it's ridiculous and about pornography, and people can listen to it sneakily. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know, then they're um, yeah. They just wanted to make something that was entertaining, and that's why it worked. And I think that's that's your best objective, isn't it?
0: There's um, I can't remember even the the, the quote. So I just give the gist of it. Something that I was reading, and they talked about something along the lines of the only people who um, don't need the only people who really don't worry about social media are the people who don't need it, like celebrities. You know, like, and, and I think that that's, at first, it seems like that's kind of a, it kind of sucks, right? But -hmm. then when you really think about it, it's exactly what we're talking about right here in, in the sense that, you know, like Johnny Depp doesn't need to Twitter and he doesn't need to be on Twitter all the time. Why? Because he's Johnny Depp. But why is he Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp? Because he made the movies. Yeah. And, And we get caught in this, this cycle, the average person um, non-celebrity gets caught in the cycle of worrying about the the social media, which is the advertisement, right? We get mm-hmm. worried about the advertisement without having the product first. Yeah, and you know, like if I didn't make a podcast, what what am I going to plug? You know, but so yeah, I have say I have a podcast, but I only do it every four or five months, and it kind of sucks. Like, doesn't matter how good I am at social media.
1: That no, podcast no, is never no.
0: going to be successful because it sucks, and I don't give it a lot.
1: Yeah, and also your social media will never be successful because it's not got anything to stand on. I mean, yeah. the, the days—you know—there used to be a time when you could go on social media and build yourself up and build a reputation and build a following based on social media and based on what you were doing on that. That's kind of done now. Like that—that that ship has sailed. It's in the right. past, um, and now you kind of you need other things. Going on in order to gain popularity on social media.
0: Yeah, the novelty of that um, social media ce- celebrity, I guess, you know, where yeah. uh, those, the, like, uh, what's her name? Kelly Oxford. I don't know if anybody knows who that was. She was really big on Twitter for a moment. And because mm-hmm. of that, she got to write a couple books and then she became an author and she's probably still an author and probably isn't even on Twitter anymore. Yeah. But, <laughs> but she was clever in a, in a, um, in Twitter will say she's clever on Twitter at a time when there weren't a lot of people that were clever on Twitter yet. Yeah. But then once everybody was kind of a certain baseline of clever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it doesn't mean anything anymore. You know, yeah. like a, well, being hot on Instagram isn't really that big of a deal anymore, is it?
1: No, no, everyone is. Those filters yeah, every are Every girl's amazing. in <laughs> her underwear.
0: <laughs> when it was rare, only one out of, you know, 50 girls were in their underwear. It was interesting. Yeah. But now that they're all in their underwear... Or men in yep. their, you know, showing off their six packs.
1: It's just in, and everyone's filtered to within <laughs> an inch of their life. That's my favorite one.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Or, or mm. the people. I love when, when the person will, you know, takes a picture of themselves crying, and they think that, you know, I'm presenting reality. I'm like, no, that's still filtered. You've yeah, made the choice to share that.
1: See, that's very interesting. That would not happen in the UK. Like, no, I never in the uk have i seen someone putting up a picture of themselves crying
0: you think that that's the the stereotype of the do you think that there's some truth to that stereotype of stiff upper lip
1: um yeah i think that it's more it's more reserved uh, over here i think that it takes takes a lot longer to get to know someone properly and to i mean people can be very friendly particularly up north, like down you know, London has a bit of a reputation for being quite cold and it is harder to establish relationships in London, definitely. It's not nearly as friendly. Um I don't know if that's, you know, kind of big city vibes. You know, if you look at New York, it's not as friendly as if you go to some other places in the States is it. But right. um but there there is yeah, it it does take a lot longer and you just you wouldn't be expected to share. Whereas I think in America you just you are expected to share a lot more and that has its pros and its cons it can be very motivational but it can also mean that you've suddenly got a lot of pressure on yourself because you've shared that you're doing all these things and then you you got to do them and if you've changed your mind you still kind (laughs) of you've got to own up to that or (laughs) or you've got to just go and do the thing and that's kind of a lot of pressure to put on so whereas In the UK, you kind of, it takes longer to the point where you would. share with people and if you're in that point where you're kind of you've established kind of that that friendship then you know we all know with our close friends we can be like i changed my mind (laughs) i don't wanna (laughs) i thought i'd do something else over there because it's better and sparklier and you know then we go and do that it's great it's fine but that's what we do that's what humans do we change our mind um you know and and i think that there is a certain amount of social pressure i can see kind of when i look back reflectively at the states of like if you share everything that you're doing then you kind of and you're expected to share that then you kind of have to live up to it a bit which right. again has its pros as well though you know it means that people aren't just pent up you know people are a bit pent up over here um because they don't share and they don't talk about things as much but it has you know both have their pros and their cons most certainly
0: well i think it was mark twain that said uh The English were more concerned with tradition, and Americans were more concerned with doing something that nobody else had done before. And they Mm -hmm. both have their benefits, and they both have their drawbacks.
1: Yeah, most certainly.
0: We need to be. We always have to be novel and original over here.
1: (laughs) 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 But that must be exhausting. It is exhausting. exhausting. People
0: don't realize it. I have to say something no one's ever said. Everyone.
1: Oh. Trying to come up with that all the time? Jeez, you must be knackered. So tiring. I do know. <laughs> Sit down yeah. and have a glass of wine and be fine.
0: <laughs> Just relax and don't think about it so much. Yeah.
1: Just relax and do life. nothing for a bit. Yeah, yeah. It all happens. It's all good. Yeah. It's it is, yeah, the, the cultural differences are definitely uh, very interesting. I do feel I feel very, very fortunate to have experienced both and kind of lived in both cultures. Because um, I think of both incredibly fondly. Um, you know, some of my absolute very favorite human beings are, are my American friends. Um, and I'm very lucky I've made some really special kind of friends over here in the UK as well. Um, and I'm, yeah, very lucky to have seen both cultures and witnessed both and lived in both and had both of them influence and affect me.
0: It's It's an interesting thing because if you put you know, for us Americans and, and for um, English, British, I don't know which term you prefer. Do you, do you use mm. English or no. British more often?
1: Uh, I normally use English, I guess. I don't know. It depends. Hmm. I don't mind. <laughs>
0: um, but it, to, to us, there seems like there's a considerable amount of cultural differences. And of course there are. But to the rest of the mm. world, we're kind of just the same.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that the rest of the world would view America and and Britain very differently over over in London, like it is it's such a melting pot over here, and you have people from from all over. Mm. and it was very interesting because you know, when people would find out, you know the the different ways they would speak to me about being English or being American, and people would make assumptions that I was one or the other um was kind of very interesting. And then in the way that they they would understand or the way that they would speak, sometimes people wouldn't realize that I was American and then they would speak about America, <laughs> not realizing that I was an American. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) Oh, man, I have caught some people out. It's been hilarious. Um, And it's not that they were saying anything particularly bad. It's just, you know, there's certain things that you you would phrase things a little differently if you understood that the person stood next to you was from that country. Right. Um,
0: (laughs) It's kind of like being the person in the room that nobody thinks speaks Spanish. Yeah. But then everybody's talking about you in
1: Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And you just like it's not that people would, yeah, say anything. It's just, you know, people just suddenly think back over their conversation, don't they, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I I think that they do definitely view the, the cultures as being different. Um, you know, Americans are seen as being incredibly friendly and motivated, um, but with some questionable political views right now with Trump going on. <laughs>
0: Not to mention that our views as tourists, uh, people, they view American tourists. Apparently, we have a long history of being douchebags.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, tourists just generally are. I mean, come on, whenever you go somewhere that is heavily populated and there's tourists walking around, it doesn't matter where they're from. They've got the map. It's normally upside down. And they're they're talking about you know they're, and they're they're in the way you know because they're on they're on holiday and you're trying to get to work and you're just like move it <laughs> move it to lose it buddy um, and they're sauntering around kind of trying to figure out where to buy an ice cream you know that is generally annoying to everyone it doesn't matter where the tourist is from you are just going to be annoying if you're a tourist um, <laughs> that's how it works. But I mean, the British have a terrible rep for when mm. they go on holiday. Really? Really, really, oh, really, really bad. What's like, the British you know,
0: reputation? I haven't heard this.
1: There's, oh, and like, there's even, you know, people go, oh my goodness, you know, not Brits abroad. <gasps> oh. You know, and people kind of go, oh, because what happens is, um, because of where we're located geographically, you can get very cheap flights to Spain and things like that. And there's big party culture there so the so people go and they get these very cheap you know, on Ryanair and EasyJet and stuff you're talking 50 quid to nip into Europe like if that and if you book in advance you can get it for like 20 and then you get an Airbnb so it's so cheap to go and be be somewhere you know that's a bit like Cancun really um in spring break and you have these you know they go over and they're just getting stumbling drunk oh, um interesting. and they yeah they've got a real real bad Rep <laughs> for drinking too much and being generally disorderly, and then connected <laughs> to the football as well. So suddenly, the very nice, reserved British people um, are just drunk football outs.
0: So they have to leave the shores to to relax. Essentially, is the stereotype.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can you can definitely see it here as well, but we, we don't have yeah, we don't have the best rep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think when you dig into enough cultures, we none of us have a very good reputation.
1: No, no, no. I, I think, yeah, whenever you ask another country, you know, this is the whole thing of patriotism, isn't it? You know, everyone's got to have a bit of pride in themselves and then, you know, kind of scoff a little bit at someone else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it's and it's everybody different. everybody else goes, you're shit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And that's important, you know, to have a little <laughs> bit of that. But it's it's also just cultural and different, you know, and you don't always understand that. It takes a little while to adapt, doesn't it, to the quirks and nuances of a different culture. I love the Italians. That's They're, they're some of my f- absolute favourite. I love them. They're so expressive. They're so loud. They're so everything. And they're so <laughs> mischievous as well. They've got a wonderful sense of humour, you know. But I adore, adore Italians. They're just hilarious, but then you know other people are just like, oh no, Italians! Like, <laughs>
0: that's usually other Italians say that. Having grown up with an Italian family, usually Italians go, oh god, not another Italian! <laughs> there can only be so many people talking at the uh, their full volume in this room.
1: <laughs> oh no, 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 not not Italy! It's just everyone on. Oh, it's so fun over there. Mm, it is. It's a it's a wonderful place. I love it. If everyone, if you've not visited Italy. Honestly, number one thing to do in life.
0: Yeah, if you've it's never had phenomenal. a six-hour meal, you need to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will all be amazing. <laughs> like, ridiculously good.
0: I mean, I, I, like I said, I grew up with an Italian family. I thought I understood what a big meal was. But when I went over there, I'm not exaggerating, we were out at dinner for five hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
0: And you're hammered by the time you get out of there because every with every course comes a different kind of alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've had wine, you've had liquor you've had aperitif you've had beer <laughs> yeah it's
1: great it's wonderful it's a lovely way to spend the entire evening uh it's wonderful
0: <laughs> i think that we have had a pretty amazing conversation
1: i think so i think we we've chatted through quite a bit which has been very good thank you very much for having me on the show it's been an absolute pleasure and a treat i hope your listeners feel the same
0: i'm sure they <laughs> will My plan is to have people on more and more, you know, like repetitive. Yeah. So, Anytime you want to come on again, just let me know. You don't have to plan it. Just say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Let's record an episode and we'll do it.
1: Sweet. Sounds great.
0: Or you can just call me on the normal phone and have a normal conversation too. Yeah. Unrecorded <laughs> we one. We
1: can do that too. We can do that too. <laughs> we didn't really get to do that earlier because we had to save the comedy goal, didn't we? Because we were yeah. starting. And we're like, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> it's so easy to do, especially when we haven't, I mean, we haven't really got, been able to sit down and talk like this. No, I know. In, Not
1: to catch up. I yeah. guess
0: technically 14 years, is it? No. Uh, no,
1: no, 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 cause no, cause no. Yeah, no, no. I've, I have seen you a couple of times. We've caught up a little bit, but yeah, not properly. So it's good. It's good to
0: yeah. catch up. It's nice. <laughs> um, to, why don't you tell them where they can find you, follow you, plug your shows, plug whatever you'd like. Oh, yeah. to
1: plug. sweet. Do all that stuff. Uh, so, if you want to come and check me out, I'm Kitty Cat in London on Instagram. Um, if you want to listen to one of the shows I work on, I work on Private Parts podcast, and um, we're just about to launch another one called Teenage Mixtape. Uh, which has got Joel Dommett, who's a very, he's a very, very funny comedian and his school friend. And they have um, celebrity guests from the UK come on and talk about music. So it's a very, it's a very fun show. And private parts you've heard about, it's mainly the boys discussing poo, but it is very, very entertaining. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yeah, that's me. I'm Kat. It's been nice to chat to you, Chad, And uh, I hope listeners have enjoyed. Love you, kiddo. Love you, T. See you soon. Bye. Bye.